and welcome to Women Work, a mini podcast about notable activities led by women here in Idaho. My name is Morgan Esberg, and I was able to catch up with Arlie Bledsoe and Kennedy Hines this week to discuss their underground journalism published through the zine titled It Does Happen Here. First of all, to clarify, what is a zine? A zine is typically a short 5 to 10, maybe even 20 page magazine that covers things that are pretty niche. In my full length episode about fan fiction, we actually talked about zines started by Star Trek fans back in the 70s. In the book Notes from Underground Zines by Stephen Duncombe, he writes it in a very concise way as they redefine work, setting out their creative labor done on zines as a protest against the drudgery of working for another's profit. They define themselves against a society predicated on consumption. Zinesters privilege the ethic of DIY, do it yourself, make your own culture, and stop consuming that which is made for you. And I think in the time of having podcasts and online blogs, this was recorded outdoors, so there are going to be some ambient sounds that are a bit uncomfortable. I apologize for that, but due to COVID-19, we were not comfortable going inside to record. So this was the best that we could do at a cute little table uh, at a cafe downtown. Introduce myself. Okay. Okay. Get after it. Okay. So, uh, say your names. Okay. For me. Just hi. I'm da da da. Hi. I'm Kennedy Hines. And I'm Arlie Bloodsoe. Perfect. So, and you two edited and therefore published the zine called It Happens Here. Where did you two get this idea? Well, we um, went to a protest for Black Lives Matter. It was like a an organizing mm-hmm. like event for a protest. Um, and we met there, and I had talked about at this event wanting to make like a resource that compiled stories of racism and police brutality in Idaho specifically, um, because of the kind of denial a lot of people are in. And then Kennedy came up to me afterwards and was like, I'd really like to help you with that, so. And what problems do you think are the highest priority for Boise specifically? Oh, um, I would definitely say just like blatant racism especially what we've seen in recent events sure yeah um and just like we went to the black or the black history museum and just the awful horrible like racist things that have happened in the past here um it's just kind of hard to believe that people don't think racism happens here you know Mm -hmm. so i think that is the most important thing to get out is that it does happen here it has been happening here and it probably will continue to happen here if we don't do something about it uh, do you have do you plan to have much of a response to uh, like people of color, not necessarily black people, but um, people who are Latinx in this community as well? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, we actually had uh, one of our main stories in there was a Latinx person, Jesse Quinton, um, and he was killed by an Idaho state trooper in 2018. Uh, we believe unjustly, and so there definitely are a lot of Latinx people in Idaho, um, and. It's, it's an issue, definitely. I think that it's specifically in Idaho, um, that specific community is uh, really impacted by this. I love that you brought that up because I found it really honorable journalism that you guys shared um, the 
uh, Idaho Falls press release or from Bonneville County as mm -hmm. well as the personal story and so it kind of lets readers make a decision for themselves yeah um, and you just don't see that kind of journalism very often <laughs> um, on either side so what made you decide to make the decision to cover both sides even if it might not serve your intention um really it was just that we had access to it we could like find all of those different perspectives and we found it extremely helpful for us so we thought it would just be a good idea to just give pe other people access to both of those perspectives. And um, yeah, it, we just thought it was important and unique. <laughs> yeah, and also like we thought that, you know, people are smart. They can understand that um, this type of thing um, was not justified, we believe. And I mean, I believe the, in the I guess, implicit bias behind the zine is obvious when you look at it. Sure. So... Yeah. You know, people can understand the point that's trying to be made, and we just wanted to give them the primary sources for both of those. Yeah, yeah. and it, it kind of reflects, like, where that blindside comes from, like, where people can kind of pretend it's not happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how do you think journalism helps your goals in trying to share this message? Can you first? Okay. <laughs> um, so we obviously, like, we're both white, um, and we were just thinking, like, you know, it's kind of, we don't want to write something that, like, centers our own voices on this because, you know, there's already enough white people talking. <laughs> and we wanted to just kind of, like, collect the stories and, like, give a space for people of color to talk about what they've experienced mm -hmm. um, and not really insert our own voices at all into that. Mm -hmm. um, which we didn't write any um, editorial text or anything like yeah. that. It was just the straight up things from people of color. So we tried to like, you know, amplify black voices and um, Latinx voices, so. So what was the inspiration for the title, It Does Happen Here? <laughs> just the stigma that people think it doesn't happen here and that Boise's a bubble. Mm. Um, and like, even that the protests couldn't get here like it is elsewhere you know like it can happen here and it does like racism and po police brutality they do happen here Absolutely. and our police force is not different they i mean and they, they still even if they have the best intentions they have the not as much training Sorry yeah that, no yeah. yeah the system is still the same system that's built off racism in the u.s um i've heard a lot of people say like the bpd fulfills the eight can't wait requirements which may be true, but that doesn't change um, the fact that there's a lot more police departments, including the Idaho State Troopers and also the Caldwell Police Department, um, Nampa. There's a lot of other police departments in the area that, um, and a lot more people of color tend to live outside mm -hmm. in those areas of Nampa and Caldwell and just in general in some rural areas. So that's what happens with Jesse Quinton. It was an Idaho State Trooper, it wasn't the BPD. Yeah. But that doesn't... We're just saying that, basically, in Idaho, it does happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can't, like, divert responsibility by saying, oh, well, the BPD, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. it happens in Idaho, and this is our state, and we need to take responsibility for that. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, is there a, pe a way for people to find your next editions, or is there a digital edition available online? <laughs> So, or is that a work in progress? <laughs> so, um, Black Lives Matter Boise, they're actually going to post the digital edition of the zine pretty soon on their oh, website. Um, and then they'll also send it to us because the original formatting was a little bit difficult for us since it was our first zine we made. 
Um, but they will be posting that, as far as I know, pretty soon. Um, and we'll also have a digital copy. And then I think we do want to do another edition, mm-hmm. maybe on a different topic, like maybe prison labor in Idaho related to the yeah. potato industry or something like yes. that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I have a lot of interest in that one. Yeah. 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 I should not be that excited about that topic yeah. because it's horrible. But. It needs to be brought to light. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you kind of give a quick summary of, of that one just so uh, listeners can know what why we're both mm-hmm. on that um, level <laughs> i i mean i still personally need to like dig into it more and do more research but basically like a lot of um corporations and businesses like do use prison labor and from what we've researched so far idaho is like really kind of i don't want to say about it but for lack of a better word it happens a lot here mm-hmm. and um I mean, the most they get paid is, like, 90 cents an hour, like, yeah. in best-case scenario. Um, and like The minimum is 5 cents an hour. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I forget the exact statistic, but a massive amount of Idaho's potatoes are um, harvested by prisoners at, like, between 5 and 90 cents an hour, you know? Um, Which is definitely a case for slave labor. Yes. Applied, yeah. Extremely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's modern slavery, to say the least. Um, so we just, we just like, want to dig even deeper and like maybe get some stories from people that were a part of that and just get it out there mm-hmm. educate ourselves and help other people learn too yeah for sure all right well thank you for your time thanks for meeting me thank um, you thank you <laughs> yeah Thank you again to Arlene Kennedy, two very awesome women in our community. I feel very lucky to have them and to have met them. Again, you can find that zine on Instagram at BLMBoise, or I can send you a copy if you email me at womentravel at gmail.com. Women is spelled with an X. Thanks for listening, and take a minute to read this week. It's good self-care, and it's kind on the eyes. And then we'll just keep working at it to change the world. Simple as that. (laughs) 